Hello everyone and welcome to the No Holds Barred Witchcraft podcast. Due to unforeseen circumstances, this show is cancelled. No, I'm only joking. Now, today we're talking about psychics, the psychic arts. Um, good psychics, bad psychics. Well, I'm joking, there aren't really any good psychics, are there? I don't know, Chris. Are there any good psychics? <laughs> are there any good psychics in the world? Why would you do that to me? That is so cruel. Um, <laughs> any ever met any any? I've met I've met good psychics. Um, were they psychics or were they witches? They. They. Oh. <laughs> I've met good psychics, not necessarily as in gifted psychics. Should we say that? I've met gifted. Oh, psychics. so so you've met you've met good psychics that just aren't any good at psychic work. So like they might be good at DIY or something. Or no, no, no. What? So I mean, oh. I know good psychics that are good at what they do, not very good at the looking after themselves and get themselves into a lot of trouble. So I know psychics that are good at so they... telling people what they want to hear. <laughs> is that the job of the psychic to tell you what you want to hear i think these days that seems to be what they do i thought that it was supposed to tell you what you were asking like to give you honest answers to your questions like miss cleo says you have the questions i have the answers exactly but they that actually implies that it's their answer you have what a you question they have to an answer ask. And I have the answer you want to hear. So are there, okay, so you've said you've met, well, how many roughly have you met one or two good psychics? You know, what, what would you say? I can count on the two hands that I've got. Okay. That's the ballpark figure and I'm For those give. of you that don't, for those of you that don't know, Chris, he's actually only got two fingers <laughs> on each hand. No, I do not. <laughs> I'm telling there's the max. Wow. There's a maximum of. Did you 10. have that prosthetic? There's a maximum of ten now. that I've probably come across in the hundreds of psychics that I have come in contact with. Um, I'm not saying they're all bad. That's not what I'm saying at all, because you know we still have a business to run and they need to turn up because they bring the punters in. Um, this is true. But it's not. I've never been. I've personally never met a bad psychic. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, they're, they're all far too much a goody two-shoes for my liking. <laughs> oh, I see what these you did there. These are with the light. I see what you did Always there. the light with these. Yeah. If you see a light, for crying out loud, please walk towards it. So, yeah, it's one of those. Before you think it's another one of these W-bashing ones, it's not. The we're bashing psychics no, we're, this we're week. No, ba- we're, bashing, we're bashing psychics this week. So, psychics... Much like STDs, which I think you can draw a comparison to. Okay, come on. Um, I want to hear this they one. come in a lot of they come in a lot of varieties, don't they? So, what type of um, psychics? <laughs> what type of varieties are there? Are we are we doing actual classification here, really? About well, I don't know. I mean, if I was to happen across one of those show psychic fairs what might i see amongst you know the tables full of crystals and crushed velvet <laughs> you mean be, you mean other you than got, their tarot you, you and got, angel cards 
you've got the angel reader, you've got the tarot, you've got the, it's never medium, it's international medium nowadays, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so in all Which means honesty, they've got a website, okay, I think. All, okay, yeah, basically, they're in the cloud. <laughs> well, their heads are, are definitely in the clouds, meeting some of them, most yeah. of them, all of them. Um, then, okay, so, so being, being specific about, okay, psychic work, I suppose we should define what is a psychic? Because I've met people that say, oh, no, I'm not a psychic. I couldn't do this or that or the other. And it's like, wait a minute, you see dead people and you say you're not a psychic. Yeah. It's like, so what is, what is a psychic? Okay. All right. So we have to do classification rubbish, don't we, there, where they love to tell you yeah. which type of psychic they are. Um. So, yeah, so... The clearest definition you'll get with most people is they either go medium or psychic, don't they? Um, yeah. Or nowadays they psychic medium because yeah. of all the TV shows. I'm because a psychic medium, which is basically the same thing. <laughs> yeah. So medium suggests that they are somehow channeling. Um, they're the middle ground. They're middle ground. In the medium. Yeah. In the middle. Stuck in the middle with you. Yeah. Um, whereas psychic suggests that they are reading some kind of energy. So that it's not actually uh, in them, it is around or in contact with them. Um, and that they're reading an energy form rather than necessarily channeling anything or receiving messages. They're reading something. So that's that's kind of yeah. how I would separate the two. Are you on agreement there? Yeah, I think I would separate them the same as that, essentially. I think what um, the real separation I don't think is so much in terms of psychic or medium, I think is the subgroups of that that people get confused by. Oh, you mean all the clairs? Because it will be a case of, you, not necessarily the clairaudience, clairvoyance, all that. It's a case of when you go in a psychic room, they market themselves as something. So you'll see the mediums market themselves as being able to communicate with the dead. Yeah. You'll see the angel readers market themselves as some kind of medium between the angels and this and that. And then you'll get certain ones that go down a kind of Norse thing and they're like, oh, I read the runes and I, you know, deal with that energy, that sort of thing. Surely, if you're a psychic and you're any good, you should be able to do all of that. Yeah. Or am I just thinking about witches now? Yeah. Because we do it all, don't we? That's where <laughs> I tick the boxes for um, those psychics I know that are good. So okay. the psychics I know that are good like to do what they call the icebreaker routine. So when they have a client, they will have cards out and they'll put cards out and ask the client to pick cards and then what they'll do is that's the icebreaker. The person that that client is coming expecting to see cards on that table or runes or some kind of divination apparatus um, is there. And they those sorts of psychics that I've met will call those kind of their icebreaker routine where actually they're not reading cards at all. Uh, what they're doing is establishing that connection with the client by getting the client to put their guard down by the fact that they've seen cards or they've seen runes or whatever floats that particular client's boat, they'll get 
they'll get that out and then what they do is switch straight in to a uh, psychic reading of some description or mediumship um, depending yeah. on which way they go um, and you'll find even the mediums a lot of the time will get them to you know hold their hand or look at some cards or touch a crystal or something um, in order to actually kind of make that connection um, and those are the ones that I tend to have more response uh, you know more respect for are the ones that openly say I don't read cards, um, but I do use them because it makes the client comfortable. Yeah, but that's just surely snobbery when it comes to, well, I'm not relying on a tool. I can do it all myself. No? I get that. But at the same time, I don't necessarily have issue with that. What I have issue with is the fact they spend so much time up in the clouds or with ever they're speaking to that they don't maintain proper cleansing practice or grounding practices, which means that they spend so much time, disc, you know, connected with other worlds that they forget about they need to keep two feet on the ground in their normal life, which is how those psychics end up being our clients. Yeah, well... Yeah, full disclosure, I suppose quite a lot of our clients for consultations are psychics or uh, professionals that work in the psychic field. So what's the difference between a psychic and a witch when we're talking professionals? So professional psychic, professional witch, what's the difference? Well, I guess for a witch, psychic ability is just one of those tools in the tool shed or the tool belt it's a case of they may use reading work or divination or any of those things as a tool when working. So, you know, I'm not talking about those insta-witches that like to have to do a reading every time they've done a candle spell just to make sure it actually worked rather than seeing the effect. But the um, I'm not talking about those. I'm talking more about the fact that it's another, another tool. Um, is it the right day to do this? Am I in the right frame of mind? Is the energy right for me to be working this kind of work? Um, is that site that I want to set up a sacred space safe? Um, you know, uh, have our, am I about to go and enter different realms with or without protection? So you'd say that psychics or psychic work is a specific um, area of magic than magical practice, psychic work? I guess so. Me, I would go as far as to say psychic ability is nothing special. Everybody has, no, it's not. has the potential to do it. It's part of our chemistry as humans in order to, un to uh, tap into those parts of the brain that allow you to do so. Um, and, you know, it's something that other species take for granted. It's one of those things that they don't rely on speech to do their communicating and therefore it's second nature to a dolphin to talk to another dolphin without having to, uh, you know, make words. Um, and actually, I think I've pointed out before that I consider um, language actually a um, device of separation as opposed to an all-inclusive uh, special aspect of being human. Um, I think that actually most people use words as a way to 
um, hide their true intentions. Um, but that's probably a topic Ooh. for a different uh, situation. However, yeah, I think we kind of tend to talk about psychic gift as if, as if it's some kind of special, uh, based on the fact that we call it a gift, um, when actually it's something that we can all do. Um, some are just better at doing it and already come with that um, that feature unlocked. Yeah, so when it comes to really when you're looking at magical practitioners, not all magical practitioners are created equal. Obviously, some are better and stronger, more knowledgeable, etc., etc., than others. And if psychic work is a field of magic, filled within magic, it stands to reason that there's going to be some psychics that are better than others. Yeah. Now, I've been accused of hating psychics. I don't know if you think that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been accused. I say some nasty things. I don't think we hate um, psychics. We hate the industry. No. And what the industry allows we, people we, to do. We, yes, definitely dislike the industry. I personally cannot abide incompetence. Well, no, there is. So no. I don't care whether it's a, I don't care whether it's a psychic or a witch or what. If you're incompetent at your job, then I dislike it. Mm -hmm. Okay. The problem is, is there there's a lot of incompetency in the psychic trade, so to speak. Now, there's an increasing amount of incompetency, I think, in witchcraft, mainly because there's a lot of people that use the term witch without really fully understanding the connotations of that term and the kind of mantle that goes along with yeah. being called a witch and not calling yourself a witch but that's uh that's for another podcast but in the psychic world and being a professional psychic what i dislike is the fact that you're someone that's offering a service to someone and you're not fulfilling that service that's the problem that's why i don't like the incompetency you're not delivering on the goods um but is that down to lack of training is that down to the way they were taught? Is that down to the fact that they're just not capable of seeing the bigger picture? What What are you saying with that? What well, uh, it's kind of a, it? It, how would you fix it's it? It's a mix. It's a mixture of all things. Okay, so like I think of things in terms of if I'm trying to be black and white about it and simple about it, you know, it doesn't matter if you mess around with something and you're only hurting yourself. If you're painting yourself as some kind of guru or advisor or something like that, and you're messing around with things you don't really understand, you have to put your money away there's, your a, there's a danger in that. And I've seen it happen too many times now with the psychic trade, that it leaves a sour taste in my mouth. It's just association. I've seen it in witchcraft, but at the same time, I know enough witches to, to kind of offset that there's enough really cool great witches that are really competent great at magic and witchcraft and that very knowledgeable powerful whatever in the psychic world i don't have that what i generally see most of the psychics i interact with are people that are incredibly incompetent and the problem is it's the incompetent ones that often set up shop yeah and it's the incompetent ones that you're 
see it psychic first and stuff like that. And the problem is the only people that judge these people are the mundane, the everyday person. And of course, they don't know anything. But is that not... So they can get taken advantage of. But isn't that part, part of the problem with that, down to the fact there is no gatekeeping in psychics? And that actually anyone who's had a go at reading tarot cards can set up shop. Whereas most witches would say they don't have enough broad enough knowledge to set themselves up or because i don't know because if you put all the insta witches into the group as well um all of a sudden you've diluted that pool quite a lot more um yes that is true that is true i think i may have a romanticized view of witchcraft i think perhaps, so just because of the fact that i think of it as it used to be and not as it is now and yeah. i think we've rather lost that battle with the repeal of the witchcraft act yeah <laughs> generally speaking when something's illegal it just means that the hardcore the hardcore people keep it going underground and it's for people that really are devoted to that that craft that thing whereas when it's accessible you get a lot of idiots that are involved which only kind of are interested i think the problem with the difference with witchcraft and um and psychic work is that witchcraft slightly less accessible you can buy lots of books on it and that but that's not actual witchcraft as no. we all know whereas what the psychics are doing is psychic work you can't say it's not psychic work it's just soppy psychic work yeah so i could take a witch and look at a witch and what the witch is doing and say well that's not really witchcraft for a multitude of reasons i can't take the psychic and say that's not really psychic work technically but i can say work but technically they're doing psychic work and they are being a psychic they're just being a really rubbish psychic and it's accessible because most of the people in the psychic industry are either charlatans that have no idea what they're doing and purposefully go out knowing that they have no idea what they're doing or they're people that rely on natural gifts so say quote unquote gifts yeah um and the problem is is the fact that they're over reliant on that it's the person that's literally was born quite good got a good pair of legs on them quite good at running yeah and what you're comparing that person with, you're comparing them with someone that's just won an Olympic gold for sprinting. Like there is no comparison. Um, and when it comes to uh, psychic work and stuff like that, there's some training. However, it's very poor. They've got a lot of, uh, you know, psychic training places, whether it's the spiritualist church, whether it's Lily fail i think it's something like that here in america all those sorts of things spiritualists that sort of thing it's not very good would you agree with that well of course <laughs> i'd agree with that but that's down <laughs> but equally i have seen good people come out of that um and they've just managed but they leave it behind they've left though, it behind and they? they're doing better that's the problem yeah and, but that they we could say the same about that about wick you know people that were once wiccans you know like where they've what are you saying about wiccans Chris? they can what are you have about wiccans? i'm just saying it's limiting and that's the oh. limiting in the same way that um spiritualists are limiting is because the religion part of it is the limiter does that make sense yes yeah so it shrinks was, your paradigm yeah so you're limiting that that paradigm um whereas you know if you'd come from 
a witchcraft background and discovered Wicca, you would have had an open paradigm and you could choose to close it if you wished. Um, yeah. Whereas, yeah, if you've come to it from that point and you've experienced all there is to go and then decide to join Wicca, then that's somebody that's made a conscious decision about it. Whereas the same way if you, you know, Christian and then join the spiritualist church and then learn to become, because they still, you, you know what I'm trying to say. Anyway, it wasn't as yeah. rude as you just suggested is all I'm saying. Um, it was only well, we a all have our little bugbears. We have our little bugbears. Um, yeah, we have our little bugbears. But I think when it comes to psychic work, in order to explain why we feel this way, I think the only way to illustrate it is with story, story time okay. and examples, really. Um, because the thing is, when I view the witch, the witch is like a GP, general practitioner. They, they know a little bit about everything and they're competent at a little bit of everything, yeah. you know, not just, not just dabbling, remember. Yeah. Um, and it allows them to kind of, uh, troubleshoot a bit more yeah, than most yeah. psychics that we come into contact with. Because at the end yeah. of the day, a lot it of them isn't... we meet, they come, they're burnt out after a few years of success yeah quote unquote um and then are burnt out and that's why why they end up with us a lot of the time if you if you look at the medical profession when you train to be a doctor you go through medical school and you learn about the whole body yeah and then you specialise. Yeah. Psychics don't do that. They are only looking at one very narrow, specific part of the body. So they're looking at psychic work. They're not looking at creation, the universe, all of that sort of thing, how that works in general. They're not talking about magic or understanding how magic works. They're just being essentially a receptacle yeah. of information. What and am I doing? Trying their how best. am I doing it? Yeah, how to um, basically fix a problem with a client. So very often they can get into some really dodgy areas in the fact that it's a way out of not just their comfort zone, but out of their experience in general. And that's probably the real reason why we get so many psychics, professional psychics as clients that come to us for consultations, because they've messed something up, because they've not been taught it. If just think, oh, well, I, I'll just rely on seeing these dead people and, and speaking to them and that sort of thing, blah, de, blah, de, blah, blah, which let's be fair. I mean, the yeah, as above, so below the world's, you know, somewhat black and white and up there, down there, wherever you want to think about the other world, somewhat black and white. Not everyone's nice and has your bit good in, you know, best of intentions, that sort of thing. But at the end of the day, you know, you there's not a huge amount that tends to go wrong on a regular basis. No. You know? I think you can put most of the queries into two categories. Category one is those that are ungrounded and have spent too much time on other worlds and have lost attachment and wondering why things are going wrong. Um, and then the other category, I think for me, is the ones that make the mistake of using only their own energy, even though they're working yeah. for somebody else which always yeah. baffles me as to like, they get to the end of a session and they're like, oh, I'm exhausted. And you're like, why? 
Like when we get to the end of a day of consultation, oh, we're on a buzz. We're buzzing. Yeah, I'm ready to take the yeah. world on, and we're trying to find excuses yeah. to burn out that energy because you're doing client work. So surely, yeah, you'll read. You know, if you're reading that person's energy, why are you not using that energy for the work? That's what they paid for. Well, also, I think the very fact that you as a psychic, essentially most of what and that's the difference. There is a difference there as well is the witch uses energy. They don't just read it. They manipulate it and get their hands dirty. with yeah, that exactly. Energy. The psychic is just a receptacle for that to the point where they'll put more faith in the thing that they're talking to if they're a medium than themselves. Yeah. And that can open up to some massive doors because you can't always trust everything that's out there. And then also the fact that they don't they don't have a firm grasp, really, because they don't really mess around with creation, <laughs> with the universe um, and how it's structured and stuff to understand how they even do the things they do. Yeah. So they don't really understand how their abilities work. They've just got a gift. So when it comes to. Yeah, they've just got a gift, which is why you hear that so often. And it's like a case of if you if I've seen people. I've seen psychics try and teach other psychics how to be psychics, okay, not just from a business perspective, but how to develop their own psychic ability. And they're often terrible at it. They master one or two techniques. But if you ask them, how does that technique work? Well, grandma told me how to do it. How can you do it differently? Exactly. They don't understand really what's going on. And the palate, I think, when you look at taste buds and you think of cooking, the witch needs to have a sophisticated palate. They sample and use all of these ingredients, uh, energies, that sort of thing, when manipulating and tear them apart and understand them. Whereas the psychics got a less, very often seems to have a less sophisticated palate to the point where we like to, or I, I can't say yeah. that you They recognise energy, when I was, but don't necessarily when I w- can categorise it. Understand it. Yeah, they can't categorize it and they can't manipulate it either. Um, it's just a case if I know that there's something there. So to, I know we're getting near the end of the the thirty minute podcast, and that we will de- definitely go over uh, the no holds barred uh, for the buff witchcraft Patreon, of course. But anyway, one little story. So when I was younger, with my friend who shall be name nameless, we used to get involved with a lot of paranormal investigation. And we always like to take the mick out of the psychics to mess around with them. And we didn't do that by, you know, like some would conjure up scary, demonic, creepy deities or spirits and stuff like that. What we would do is create synthetic spirits. We'd create egregores. We would take something, whether it would be a spoon or, you know, a pillar or something like that, something small, just leave it in the room and force energy into it and give that energy a story, a reason for being there. Yeah. And it would normally be your stereotypical kind of thing. Oh, my this this um this pillow, this old man called Stuart died on it and his his soul's linked to it. And he had such a terrible life on his own, rocking backwards and forwards in this chair waiting to die, bloody bloody blah. Well the psychic then comes along during these paranormal investigations and they pick up they're like, oh, I can feel there's a spirit here. Oh, over there, he's sat in that, that chair and he's attached to this pillow, blah, 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 blah. No, they can't tell that that's an egregore. They can't tell that that's not a human spirit. Well, they wouldn't okay. know what an egregore and was. That's the problem. 
So those people are advising. So it comes to the point which, uh, you know, how much can you trust someone, a professional, that doesn't really understand the energy that it's working with. And I mean, you can talk about healing and stuff like that. We can talk, let's do an entire episode on Reiki at some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. We'll call it Batcher is not included. <laughs> but there we go. I, I don't know. I can end up going on a rant. So is there anything you want to say? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's necessarily a, a, a bad thing. It's one of those... It's the same way in which I um, have a tendency to test psychics. So I don't fall around in that way, but I will um, let down a defence enough that they, if they are sent, you know, sense um, sensory enough, sensitive, a yeah. sense, sensitive enough. That's the word I was after. Um, they will pick up on certain things. And then if they manage to read that much, you let a little bit more out. So, you know, for me, it was always a kind of because they love their guides. Um, I have a particular, you know, particularly I wouldn't have called them a guide, but what they would call a guide. I have animal spirits yeah. that spend some time with me. I've got one particular one um, that is all always loves to test a psychic. Um, and based on whether or not they can tell me what it is. And what it looks like um, will base on to how well they are at reading things and whether or not they can see or if they can just sense. Um, and those kind of litmus tests that I do, um, I I get probably just as much enjoyment out of as you do with your little egregores. Um, yeah. But it's just a case of, you know, it, you want to know how good somebody is. Now, most people, the, the mundanes, will go will base that on how true the information is well that's always based on what they already know so if they don't know it and that's that's got a very linear understanding of time for starters oh well that psychic told me that this was going to happen it didn't and you just kind of like they fail to understand that well by telling you that information they've already changed uh, some part of the timeline already because you now you now have knowledge of something you shouldn't have had knowledge of, to ne- necessarily. Um, so I've always found trouble with those, uh, but then that's that's probably a whole different rant in itself. It's, it's delivering. Well, it's delivering like a kind of well, like I was trying to get across. It's delivering a sloppy service. Yeah. You know. But then it's, it's... Do you not blame the mundane on part of that as well? Is that they wouldn't know the difference even if they tried also so it's a case of they're expecting something and that psychic is delivering what is expected like i was saying with the tarot cards why is that even a thing why would they need to use a tool that they're not using why would that even need to be there like i get what it does and i get psychologically the purpose of it it makes them more effective at what they're doing. But stabilizers on a bike, you know, they haven't got to the stage where they can do it without the cards. Uh, well, that's the thing. And they're not interested. They're not interested in getting there either. I, I get that. I do get that. But do you not find part of it is is the fact that the industry dictates that, that they are expecting to be signing up for a certain experience 
And that's the word I always have to use because that's what it is. They're signing up for an experience that comes with certain expectations. For entertainment purposes only. Exactly. Like, you know, I get from a, you know, a lawful point of view, that is required. I get that. But um, because we have to do it ourselves, you know, I get that, you know. At the end of the day, we've got plausible deniability because magic doesn't exist. Um, because it's not a proven fact, therefore, they couldn't possibly do me for the fact that, you know, I, I, I killed all those people. <laughs> yeah, we don't want the government to make witchcraft illegal again. We like it. We the like way it the is. way it is. However, there is always a uh, a pull and push, essentially yeah. swings and roundabouts. When magic was illegal. Only the actual practitioners tended to use it and work with it. Yeah. However, when it's made legal and when anyone can do it, you get a lot of idiots that think they know what they're doing. And you can download a freezing things spell. Like that. You can download a freezing spell and get that wrong, as it happens constantly. But and the same thing is there with the psychic the psychic groups is the fact that it's it's there they're there for an experience and at the end of the day, because people keep going back for that experience, they don't need to progress any further because that pays the bills. I just... Yes, yeah. There is no interest in the well, actual craft of it. Yeah. And that, that actual part of psychic art form, you know, it's an art form. And that seems to be lost yeah. on a lot of them. So for advice to a mundane then, when a mundane wants to try and find a good psychic, what advice do you give? Because I always say that, you know, you can go by other people's opinions and stuff like that. Someone that's actually been there, met the psychic that, that you know, not just some testimony on a website that said that, yes, that the knowledge and information they gave them helped them and was useful. It's not a good reading if they don't give you useful information. Now, they, the information may be right. I'm not saying it has to be um, that if it's right, it's good, because that's not the case. If a psychic, and I've been given readings by psychics that were 100% right. However, all of the information they gave me, I already know, and it was 100% useless. Yeah. I would not be saying that that's a good reading. So the real trick, I would say, probably, is to go by was the information that you were given useful and if someone else is saying i went to a reader or a psychic or whatever and they gave me a reading they said this this and this and you say was that information useful and they say well not really but then that's a bad that's a bad yeah. reading i think that, i, I think concerned. that's a good test actually okay because it's not about inaccuracy necessarily because no. you can be accurate but pointless yeah and there is a quite a lot of that accurate but pointless we have no issue with people uh, with the psychic industry in that sense there are plenty of people out there that are capable of doing what they're doing it's not that we don't have any issue with that what i have an issue with is the fact that what purpose does it serve if people are yeah. not actually giving help and that's the thing, uh, yeah. and that's the whole, when we deal with psychic hotlines later on, like, that's a different, we're not doing that today, just pointing that out. No, we'll do, we'll we'll do, do that, that as a whole that, topic on, on its podcast. own. But essentially the fact that, you know, some people, you should not, how do I put it? The best way I could probably put it is, I take it as a personal insult if somebody comes back to me 
with the same problem they had last time they saw me as a client. Yeah. If they are coming back with that same problem, either they did not listen to what I said the first time or the information I gave was was wasn't good enough. Um, and therefore, I know it's more than likely the first of those two. Um, but still, the fact that they come back to me is enough of an insult to go, what the f*** went wrong there? And I just, you're going to have to bleep that one, I'm sorry. Um, but that's essentially, fine. that's how that's how much it bothers me. If somebody comes back for the same problem they had six months ago, I want to know why. Now, there are lots of psychics out there that I know people have gone to them again and again. They're given the same information. And one that's on the on the person, if they've done nothing about it, they're just as, as at fault. Um, however, they should have given some way out. Mm. If they're not giving advice as well as pointing out things, then what's the point of them? Like, if you're going to be told, some, you know, you're not going to go and see a psychic to learn about granddad. Um, you could go and look that up on Ancestry.com. Like, if you wanted to know he was a sailor and he met a girl in his 50s, you know, most of that information is probably available in some kind of census. Like, why do you need that information? It goes back to that purpose thing I'm always going on about. What's the point? Why... Why go and see somebody to tell you something you already know? Unless you're doing what we're doing, which is litmus testing people to employ. Um, you know, there is no point to going to speak to somebody about the future if you're not going to do anything about it. Like, what's the point? Well, rarely, most of the clients that would go to a psychic, and I've worked as a psychic professionally and I do hate to admit that that's why I'm admitting it on the Patreon and not the main one because <laughs> um, I'm ashamed but it, I learned a lot about the industry and I learned far more about the clients and I can tell you that the you would think that the clients would come to you for oh Nan's passed away we don't know where the will is we don't know what she wanted blighty blight was yeah. all a shock can you call her up Get her to speak to us so we can find out where the will is. Or, oh, her wedding ring. You know, it was really important to her. Who who are we supposed to pass that on to? That sort of information. Yeah, yeah fine. However, what is not that is not that. It's like the paranormal investigator type of people, the ghost hunters. This. I'm really scared of death. And now this has just happened. And now I need a little bit of reassurance. And I want to talk to Nan. And I'm going to keep wanting to talk to Nan. Yeah. Every time this psychic fair comes to town. Yeah. And what that psychic should be doing is explaining whether that's a healthy or unhealthy way. And most importantly, you should be, if you want to talk to your nan, you should be learning to do that for yourself and not relying on someone else to do it. Because it ain't that difficult. Psychics like to make it look and sound like it's difficult. It really isn't. No. And it's, that's the problem with the industry. The industry is literally full of, we need to keep this a secret because there's a lot of money to be made here. And we like the idea of repeat clients. Yep. Whereas like when I think of it, it's like you do get, honestly, yes, okay, you do get the old client with a, a pressing issue. 
you know, might not be contacting the dead. It might be a case of, you know, I've got this thing that keeps cropping up in my life and I can't shake it, blah, 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 what do I do? But then the psychic diagnoses the problem. They will ne they just don't give you a solution. Whereas the witch, when we look at it, we're like, well, this is exactly what you need to do to fix the situation. And this is why it went wrong. It's like, well, I really, I really see that that's a problem. And that's happening here, 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 blah, 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 blah. And there's no, go away and do this. Yeah. That's the problem. Make this change. Uh, there we go. Try and discover this. Like. So, okay. So the psychic arts then, how do you see them progressing throughout history because i mean we've got the in the modern day with psychic fairs and television and psychic hotlines and that sort of thing you didn't have that back in the day you didn't even have that you know like a hundred years ago really so no, but you know you know you you think of the psychics you've heard of this you know you would call them other things like you know the oracle of delphi yeah. like you wouldn't yeah. go to see and also the best part about it uh, the why I love the De the uh, Oracle of Delphi and, and oracles like that is the fact you had to work even for the answer. Like it was yeah. it was given in rhyming couplets or <laughs> or yeah. or it was given in um you know strange gargles and tongues. Like the whole point was you wanted a you wanted an answer, but the thing was that you still have to work for the answer itself. You were given the clues <laughs> and you had to go and uh, go and correct or, or reach that goal point. But at the end of the day, you were talking about receiving, particularly in those and lots of these oracles, are messages directly from deity or from God. And therefore, that's going to be a concept that's not delivered necessarily in the language that you're speaking. Um, mm. But it doesn't stop people going to see them depends on the discipline you know when you're talking about certain cunning folk and stuff like that yeah okay some of them would specialize seership that sort of thing uh terms in blight seeing the future making predictions that's what you would go to her for predicting to see the future whereas some you might go to because they were more necromancy medium that sort of thing yeah that's fine i'm not saying you can't specialize i just worry a little bit about what i've seen in the industry i think that that's what worries me and the bad shape that it is i think when you've got an industry where there's more um bad practitioners in the industry than good practitioners then there's a problem and again i like to use the medical profession look at the medical profession now there's a lot of competent doctors when you go back a couple of hundred years ago you know, you're probably better off going and seeing the local wise woman who understood the, the properties of the herbs than going to see the doctor because they would prescribe you some nasty stuff or cut it off. But the thing is, that's part of the problem, isn't it, is how we define. So, you know, a doctors, they are through proper training and it's a yeah. they have regulated bodies. The problem yeah. is with psychic arts, it's governed by the fact that this is for entertainment purposes. And therefore, it's never taken seriously enough, really, for it to want any kind of regulatory body. How you would regulate it, I'm not entirely sure. I'm not suggesting that we should really do that. But my no, no, because at the end of the day, it's an art. It's, form, it's difficult, and you don't you don't regulate artists. You have you have things that you can use um, to 
um, point out a special, you know, special relationship of this one or that one. Uh, you put them into categories like, oh, well, he's a bit of a surrealist. Or you have, oh, he won the um, the such and such a prize of, of uh, how bad's that? I'm an art specialist and I couldn't think, I couldn't think of any of the prizes. But, you know, you have societies out there that's, that say this person is to be watched. And I maybe we need more well, of that. Well, you, you know how they judge art, of course, is by how much it, vex, it fetches at auction. Yeah, and then the psychic world is the case of who's charging how much per minute. Yeah. So, I don't think know, that's a great way of difficult. doing it. No. Because otherwise you get that idiot that charges £2,000 for a candle spell. Yeah. And people pay it. <laughs> or, you know, you have um, artists that, you know, can stack a set of bricks on the wall and it's it's uh, millions of pounds worth because it's so groundbreaking um and then you've got a whole a whole host of builders going what how is that and that's about concept but at the end of the day and i can justify that to a certain extent but there is no there is no regulatory body that does it there are schools for teaching it though which mm. is the big difference Although, reputation, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, it's reputation. I just, how do people judge that reputation? And I think a lot of it comes down to, again, mundane need, isn't it? Like we were talking yeah. about, um, you know, the purpose of it. At the end of the day, you know, you used to go and see a seer as to go, well, what field am I planting my crops this year? That is the be-all or end-all of this entire village. Whereas... People nowadays are going to see a psychic to go, oh, well, does does Billy really like me? Like, you, you know, the kind of the purpose has been watered down. What, what, so, what do you know what the top and um, the, the top question is by a long shot, not a narrow margin by a long shot? Go on. Do you want to guess what it is? Guess what it is. Listeners, you can guess in your little heads. <laughs> well, I imagine it's something like that, surely. It's. The number one, number one top asked question is, what does he think of me? Oh. And it's always, what does he think of me? It's generally always a woman asking about a man and what his opinion of her is. And it's always, well, I shouldn't say always, okay, 80% of the time, not always. There's a 10, you know, 10% yeah, yeah. there. Um, it's a case of, she's never spoken to him before yeah she's seen him about she kind of likes the look of him it's like i don't get the impression that there's any sort of relationship here i mean how long have you known oh, i i don't know him it's i've like, seen him well, at the coffee shop when, when, when yeah when do you speak to him do you work with him, him well, in no, the that doesn't seem to be coming through it's like oh well i kind of see him every now and then like he walks he goes jogging past my house it's like he's never even seen you yeah. let alone has an opinion of you yeah. and again i really struggle i mean you don't do psychic readings you? you do witchcraft consultations where we'll do the hardcore stuff but we don't really do uh psychic readings because when you advertise yourself as a psychic that's what you get is questions yeah. like that when you advertise yourself as a witch is a case of there's something creepy in my house and stuff's going wrong exactly. there's blood dripping from the walls far more exciting um and again i know we may sound a little elitist but at the end of the day we kind of are well, witchcraft's an elitist thing <laughs> you can't get around that yeah. is a case of you'll always judge people that you think do a worse job 
than what you think the minimum standard should be for that job. And in the psychic uh, industry, and again, we like to say industry because it really is, um, yeah. there's a lot of, I'd like to see the bar truly raised. And we do try with that, you know, we've, we train psychics, you know, um, yeah. to try and be more, more competent than the competition is essentially what they want. Yeah. They want to be able to stand And let's face it, that. normally one of the first things we do with, um, with new witches is scratch testing. So, yeah. you know, we kind of expect to a certain extent psychic ability to be part of their tool belt. Um, well, you, you can't, you can't perform witchcraft without being psychic. Not well. You know, you you have to flex those muscles and work those muscles. You can't really get very far unless you're able to sense the energy you're working with. Because yeah. <laughs> how how else can you be accurate? Yeah. So, I, I, you know, it's not that it's pointless or that we're bad-mouthing it in, in just general terms. It is just a case of it needs to step up. If it... Yeah. If it wants to carry on like this and be fluffy bunnies, then that's fine. Just don't do it near me. Yeah. Well, we run, we run psychic fairs, don't yeah, we? Yeah, I know. And that, that's the thing. We've we've ran a psychic fair, honestly, which was actually where part of this uh, name of this pod- podcast came from, due to unforeseen circumstances, where we ran a psychic fair and created one, and it had no psychics there. Yeah. And they turned up. And they had to like, I'll put, I'll put a picture on the No Holds Barred Witchcraft um, Facebook group of the little plaque we made, where we made it a chintzy reader's table on the way in as you walk through the door with a mirror saying, you've come looking for psychic, something like that. Um, look a little closer. And there was a mirror there. And we taught everyone there that day or gave people the opportunity. We didn't force them at gunpoint. And we gave everyone there the opportunity that day to read for themselves and get accurate information and taught them how to do it for themselves. And that's the approach we tend to take at Thoth is the fact that we're more interested in the education than the just providing of services. Yes, we do provide services and that, but at the end of the day, when you've got people being able to contact grandma, granddad, uncle, dead brother, whatever themselves, the professionals in the field have to compete and be that much better. Yeah. So by raising the minimum standard of magic, you're raising the whole bar. You know, if every person in the UK or the world or whatever understood basic necromancy like they used to um, <laughs> and understood, you know, working with the dead and stuff like that, the village psychic or the people at the psychic fairs would have to be a lot better. Yeah. To justify you, know. you paying them. Yeah, exactly. So and that's what you would have, I think, or that's what yeah. I'd say, you know, in the ancient world, really. Um which is another question, really, where it all went wrong, but that could be one for another podcast again. Definitely, because oh. we're getting very close to the hour mark again. Uh, we keep yeah. doing this. Is there anything else Anything else you wanted to say regarding um, no. psychics, I think, psychic work? I think as you've mentioned that particular psychic fair, I think we should mention that obviously, you know, we, we did book psychics. <laughs> Yeah. They just all cancelled last minute. Now... And when I say last minute, I mean, like, literally hours before, before yeah. the event. And in that situation, yeah. it was it was something we were laughing at each other, kind of going, 
unforeseen circumstances. How can a psychic that's any good book an event they're not going to turn up for <laughs> due to something like well, sickness or, you know? <laughs> well, it's, it, it's interesting in that we're currently in the middle of 2020 in a pandemic. Yeah. And all of these psychics and psychic um, readers and event organisers for psychic parties, blah, blah, blah ended up booking all of these events in 2020 during the pandemic when they, you know, they should have seen that something was going to happen. Yeah. What's one of the, what was one of the only events companies that specializes in psychic work and witchcraft that had no events planned at the time? I think it was us, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that will show you all you need to know. If they can't <laughs> even predict yeah. and manage their own lives what makes you think that they're going to be able to well what did we do we booked our last event for the the beginning part of the year in february and we had nothing else booked until june Uh, like you know we (laughs) we knew that whatever we did it wasn't going to be an event at a site anywhere with anybody in those four months you know oh and in 2019 there was that how to make money from the 2020 financial crisis. You know, um, that was a little kind of FOF-inspired project. Yeah, publishing a book about the financial crisis that was going to happen the following year and how <laughs> you can profit from it. But we will leave that. You can go and do your own research on that. Exactly. And if you're going to buy the book, make sure you buy the paperback because we get more royalties for that, okay? Don't buy the Kindle. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be cheapskates. So, you know, I just... I think that's I think that was the kind of most important part of that lesson really was and actually it was one of the best days I think we've ever done actually oh yeah by yeah. far um yeah not february the one which was in october wasn't it yeah was it on it went on, was it on it was on the weekend no, 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 before weekend halloween, before halloween. Think, yeah that was it weekend before halloween so, that was great this and that, year's that will kind be good. of this year's yeah oh this year's will be amazing halloween 2020 is on a saturday and there's a blue moon blood moon blue moon that was it yeah yeah so uh, that's going to be fascinating doing the dumb supper and the psychic fair and some other stuff all on the same day and night i'm going to be dishausted uh i'm dishausted already i'm going to (laughs) be exhausted on sunday sunday's definitely going to need to be a day of recovery i don't think we will be i think we'll be buzzing that's we're not normally we're not normally but when you bear in mind the fact that we run we're running free events that day and doing midnight stuff in the graveyard yeah like by that point we're gonna be going to bed and having tea at like two o'clock in the morning we should technically be exhausted technically um, i know we tend to to live off of and absorb the energy in the room and that but at the same time you know it's one of those things where like last year it was a mad rush where it was like it just went so quickly i don't know where the time went um but there we go so i think that's it for today's podcast due to unforeseen circumstances <laughs> And if you do want to develop your own psychic ability, obviously hit us up and talk to us because there's things that we can recommend. Um, If you want some basic information, you can look on the Thoth Witchcraft website, of course. There might be bits and pieces on the Patreon. The one group that you may not be aware of is there's a Witchcraft Live 
Facebook group which has a video archive is supposed to kind of not necessarily lead you um, bit by bit on a full curriculum of learning magic and psychic work and stuff is really designed to cover as many bases give you some cover some bases to give you inspiration for you to then go off research that topic come back and then talk to us it's a nice little community you can ask questions and such on there but of course you know on the patreon you've basically got a direct link to us so if there is something you're struggling with then please ask definitely and uh, as many questions as possible really it makes it the most interesting for us that it could possibly be if you interact with yeah. us otherwise it's just me and Liam you, talking to each other we do enough yeah, of that anyway if you, set, if you have a, a an in-depth question or anything like that and you want to email us or private message us or anything like that just start the message with dear chris <laughs> and um <laughs> and i'm sure he'll get back to you <laughs> uh, yeah no i think that's i think that's that's that i think the next one to watch out on this subject will be the psychic hotlines expose oh yeah that's definitely that's definitely not going to be a nice session is it that's yeah. going to be a lot a lot of chatting nasty throwing shade in that what the kids say nowadays yeah. <laughs> but there we go anyway thanks for listening and we'll see you again Pause
kids, you better watch as you're getting watch when it's a new record deal. Miss Cleo, why is this thing so thin? Why does she look like a tack? Did her man get her that way? Is she really smoking crack? Miss Cleo, why is love and peace and harmony such a thing of the past? And can I get a record deal too if I had fake breath and a night?